On the floor of the caldera, tentacles stripped shining maroon beans from the branches of the bushes, and Tristan returned to the orange. Captivity. Weeks in a damp box little bigger than a closet where time meant nothing, yet every second was another in which Alden was taken further from her. The woman she was brought to the lab with, Cindy, dying of the same disease they injected Tristan with. She felt the wind in her hair. The sun on her skin fought her way back. She was crouched in the grass on the rim of the crater, and the sea was rich blue on all sides, and the air was cooler than she was used to. Alden hunched beside her, watching the aliens harvest the concentric rings of coffee bushes. She hadn't seen one in five years, but she thought of them daily. Dreamed of them two or three times a week. Always the walls, with their tide pool smell and biological feel, damp and clammy and spongy, like the skin of a person who died in the bathtub and soaked overnight. They peeled open the roof of her box with a slurp, and though she knew how she would strike them, snap her fingers into their giant eyes, drive the blade of her hand into their skinny throats, she found her hands were too heavy to lift. Their claws extracted her from the orange without a struggle. When she woke, sweating and exhausted, she closed her eyes and continued the dream in her imagination. She no longer froze, no longer let them bear her away. Instead, she punched and clawed and gouged, tearing them limb from limb until nothing remained but spindly legs and citrus-colored icor. What are they doing? Alden said. What does it look like? It looks like they're picking berries, coffee beans. When I was at Berkeley, we once pitched in on some raw ones to roast ourselves. When they're raw, they're red. He screwed up his face. Don't tell me the crabs drink coffee. It's been so long since I tasted real coffee, I'm ready to invade another world. He chuckled and silenced himself. In the years since sailing to Maui, both his face and his confidence had grown into early adulthood. But as he gazed down on the creatures, he once again resembled the scared fourteen-year-old whose whole world had been turned upside down by the plague. What do we do now? Only thing we can do. We run. She edged back up the crater, careful to keep her head and bulky pack below the tousled grass. Alden followed, glancing back at the aliens with every step up the damp, rich dirt. After a short hike, they crested the rise and started down the long green slope overlooking the low saddle of land connecting the eastern lobe of the island to the mountain of the west. Copses of trees sprouted in irregular stands. They moved from cover to cover, bent under the weight of their camp gear. The grass was stirred into a verdant froth by the offshore wind blowing in with a sunset. Neither she nor Alden spoke until the sun had extinguished itself in the Pacific and left them in a balmy twilight. They found a grove of trees and sat on roots to drink water and eat shelled macadamia nuts. Seriously, Alden said. What were they doing? Should I have asked them? Tristan said. Did you know they were here? Did I know that our home was infested with alien farmers? Seems like a valid question. He swung out his jaw, considering that if you did know, you wouldn't have told me. I wouldn't have marched you into their secret volcano lair either. They glared at each other in the mounting shade. Tristan laughed first and Alden followed. 
She knew the aliens had no normal sense of hearing and thought it was unlikely they would patrol the slopes of Haleakala by night, but she couldn't help staring into the dark for signs of movement. Seeing none, she waved a hand, helpless. Maybe they grew a taste for it. Maybe their bodies need caffeine as a nutrient. For all I know, they're trading it to the Turks. What we do know is they've been here long enough to grow it, and they haven't caused us any trouble so far. You can act not scared all you like, but we're gonna have to make a stop in town. To warn them? To get me a new pair of pants? They resumed down the volcano. It was full dark, they had been hiking all day, and Tristan was already tired, but she had no intention of sleeping so close to whatever was happening inside the crater. There was no chance of getting home that night, unless they intended to collapse into bed and never wake up, but houses speckled the lower slopes. All they needed was to get inside a set of walls where they could sleep in peace.